Okay. All right. Um, I I can still hear you, Alice. That's very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's um, let us uh cold open actually with uh something very fun, uh, which is that a I'm I'm back, so order has returned. Uh, mm. So everyone here who's fans of there being notes, yeah. After like- a brief period of instability, <laughs> the military has restored order, and that's definitely what it was. Uh, there's there's been no coup. Um, the generals are treating us very well. Yes, yes. Uh, Juan Guaido has been banished back to the Brookings Institution so we can have a book deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd also now, uh, my first act as uh, El Presidente uh, is I'd like to credit Ryan Hund, at uh, High Speed Hund, H-U-N-D, on Twitter for sending in this article from Business World India entitled... A famine of ideas for the farmers. Oh no! Nice. In line with our poorly defined contest from a few episodes ago. Mm. So, um, everyone, follow Ryan Hund. Ryan Hund, uh, go listen to back to the episode where we define that poorly defined contest and tell us what you've won. Yeah, Ryan Hund, accessory to the podcast reality bending powers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you. And anyone with an idea for the farmers in India, do also let them know. Yeah. Um, also, I'd like to announce a new idea that I've had, which is once we get gettingyourdicksuck.com set on the BBC, this is all my plain thoughts that I'm just getting mm-hmm. out now. Um, I've got the next uh, business idea, which is to amass a sum of money to pay an Instagram influencer to advertise a bike helmet, but as fashion that you don't wear with a bike that you just wear while walking around the city. Yeah. Okay. That sounds yeah. very normal. America like does you, things to you. Folks. It sounds like you had a really normal flight. Look, um, look, look. I've, I, the, the, the thing on American Airlines, you plug in your computer didn't work, so I wasn't able to continue playing Civilization VI for very long. Uh, uh, just uh, just with, sitting there listening to us be fucking idiots for two hours and just seething, <laughs> just coming yeah. up with the worst takes. There was actually a uh, a choir nerd in my in my faculty in my first year at Cambridge who used to show up to lectures still wearing a bike helmet. I mean, she'd cycled there, but she would just continue to wear the bike helmet uh-huh. in the lecture. Yeah, I don't just know whether a, that was to save time on taking it off and on again, or whether it was like, yeah, safety first, bitch. I'm not sure. <laughs> but well, whatever it is, let's play the theme song and get into it. Ah, uh, well, welcome back to TL. <laughs> well, I've busted a nut. <laughs> uh, While you were listening to the theme song, I was jacking off my cock. Well, uh, now that I'm back and I've got the notes, as ever, we have like tons of content in today. So, mm. as myself, Riley, Milo, Nate, Alice on the phone line, so um, we are going to get right into it. Let's start with Neuralink. Okay. I like this new high energy style here. Riley decided to get full business professional going yeah. to New York. He's he's a, he's he's going to be a finance genius not too long yeah. from now. I have, did five minute, minutes of meditation before the podcast. We actually can't see sprightly. Riley because I have two monitors in my editing rig, but Riley has five monitors in front of him right now because he's yeah. he's editing. He's making sure his portfolio is fly. He's all yeah. his stonks. He's, he's not trading stonks, different cryptocurrencies because he's also an other. irony guy who loves Elon Musk jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, he's, I'm, he's I'm, also I'm, just transcended visual form. He's like sitting mm. three feet in the air above the chair. Yeah. Riley just joins the Skype, the Skype call from the Great Beyond to yell at us about how we're not being business enough. Here's the mm. thing: I don't know if you got, if you all read the notes, but that really prefigures what Neuralink is. We don't ever read ah. the notes, Riley. You know this. 
Uh, so wait, is Neuralink, is Neuralink the Elon Musk thing? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. So Elon Musk, if you don't know, now has a you don't know who he is. sub-business. Yeah. If you, Elon Musk, <laughs> you don't know you don't, whom he is. If you don't know who Elon Musk is, he's an evil Willy Wonka. Um, and he's got a sort of sub-business where essentially he's saying he's going to connect some electrodes to your brain to dom business. so you can yeah. control a computer with them. And this is being pitched as a kind of species-level social enterprise to save us all from the incoming threat of widespread AI adoption. Whoa, but that already exists, right? Like, there's plenty of ways for you to control computers with your brain already for, like, people with disabilities that don't yes. require a redditor to drill holes in your head. Yeah, and also, like, controlling a computer with your brain is just using a keyboard and mouse! <laughs> what do you think you're controlling it with? Like, the fucking, the, the homunculus that lives in the end of your dick? Of course you're controlling it with your brain, there's just, like, an extra bit of arm involved, but it's your fundamentally your brain that's controlling it. No, you just control the computer with your soul. Like, ah. can you imagine if you were a regular car engineer and you worked at Tesla and you'd be like, God, I wish I had a, a CEO that actually like told us what to do. But instead, he's off inventing fucking mind control for computers and like yeah. call, calling calling expert divers pedos because they're saving kids <laughs> when my weird fucking rocket well, submarine he just, can't. He wants to control children with his brain. Oh, yeah. He by the way, long boards in once a month to tell you to take safety <laughs> tape off of things. <laughs> mm. Look, as we go through this, do bear in mind that he designed a long, rigid submersible to traverse a very crooked cave in what would obviously have killed a bunch of kids. What enough about my sex life. So, um, <laughs> as we go through the rest of this, bear that fact in mind. So, to answer some of the questions here, mm. um, the Elon Musk is aware that you control a computer with your brain via your hands now, but he's basically saying that the bandwidth of inputs that you can give to a computer is not fast enough that you would essentially that it, with your hands like your thumbs or your or your your voice yeah, or whatever using a mouse is thinking one yeah mm. it's basically too slow you're the slow you're the weak link in that chain basically mm. secondly uh, alice to answer your question yes there are mind computer interfaces now but they are like with metal spikes and so you can't have them in for like your entire life or you'll get like injured this is like some kind of weird little filament that you can have in for your whole life and can be added um apparently like a lasik surgery now i remind I you this have... got i remind I hate... you sorry, sorry. Go no I, I hate when they have an actual like good answer to this shit because i was mm. just expecting it to be like oh well this stuff already existed but it wasn't epic enough so <laughs> don't worry i'm not wait wait wait. so he's just he's basically just creating the matrix it's like you, yes. you get into mm. a pod filled with goo and then and then you know you get into a computer and it just feels real and then it rescues you from a cave yes. yeah exactly um, yeah. when i was a kid a friend of mine's dad was like a neurology researcher and he did the thing like this, this would have been 25 or so years ago mm -hmm. but you had to like put on cathodes or whatever like they put like the gel on your head and everything you put like a head thing on and he was like oh yeah we could like you could like think of like think left and you could make get like a little model plane to turn left this yeah. is pre 911 so yeah. obviously they have control of plane <laughs> <laughs> was a less fraught concept, yeah. but yeah, I mean, so this has existed for a long time. Yeah, and so I think he is the realistically we keep the mind control plane center right next to the World Trade Center Research Center. I can't see any problem with Wait, that. Sorry, the World Trade Center Research Center, like yeah, where they where research you... building new World Trade Center, <laughs> uh, and it's next to the Osama bin, La bin Laden Memorial Mosque and Masjid. The, the civilization, building, the new Civilization like Six tech tree got very strange. So. Um, what Musk has said is that AI is the rare case where I think we need to be proactive in regulation instead of reactive, because I think if by the time we are reactive in AI regulation, it'll be too late. 
Normally, the way the regulations are set up is when a bunch of bad things happen, there's a public outcry, and after many years, a regulatory agency is set up to regulate that industry, but it takes forever. That in the past has not been so bad, but this is something that represents a a fundamental risk, the existence of civilization. Oh, it's not been so bad when it's just killed poor people, but now it affects rich dumbasses like me. Now it's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, the first fundamental risk to the existence of civilization that might require a proactive approach to regulation. And so Elon what, Musk has found mm, it. I'm yeah, wondering I mean, for example, here, climate change isn't one of those. No. Of course not. But one other thing I'm wondering here, is this because he thinks Skynet is going to happen? Or is this because, so because he wants he's to decided to be like... rabbit from Space Jam in <laughs> VR. So yeah, like yeah. using a mouse or the little Oculus Rift controllers doesn't give you enough bandwidth for inputs. Remember mm. that because of SEC you know I mean. regulation... Elon Musk going on Joe Rogan and smoking a blunt actually put him under investigation. Like that literally was like a like he'd committed a crime and like yes. yeah he was under investigation. So my thought is, has Elon Musk just come up with a, a situation in which he is like massively trying to be a hall monitor for regulators? So he'd be like, look guys, I love laws. <laughs> laws are good now. Oh yeah, no, he's also, he's doing projection. What's really fucking stupid about this is that Elon Musk is being like, oh yeah, you know what if uh, what if AI became sentient and you know like it destroyed you know it turned all the computers and all the you know all the Cadillacs against us uh, you know so what we need to do to stop that happening is we need to give access uh, AI access to our very brains yes, <laughs> that's correct. the only way we can prevent it now that's sort of that's sort of right but you're not it's what, what Musk is envisioning is slightly different uh, he says I think this is going to be important as a civilization wide scale because even under a benign AI humanity will be largely left behind without a high um, bandwidth brain machine interface uh, we will not even have the option to go along for the ride. So what it seems like he's saying is that AI is a risk because it is essentially going to make humans obsolete for every single task. It'll automate everybody, everybody's mm. jobs, like even podcaster, heaven Whoa. forbid. It'll, no. But it'll also superpower killing but machines. But only create like super intelligent podcasts that like humans won't be able to understand without the Elon Musk brain computer. They'll yeah. be making cum jokes that are so layered with like references and stuff that we'll be like, damn, these memes, they're beyond <laughs> human comprehension. Say it, a vast number of slurs per second. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you <laughs> Australian could, AI podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could just, you, you just, you, it's like you're sitting, uh, you're seeing the entire matrix, but it's just pictures of mids. I was just thinking of, we watched this pictures yesterday. Pictures of drongos you need to rack off of your ute. <laughs> amazing, amazing YouTube video of, it was the guy from B-Movie being like, you like jazz, but it kept doubling in, or, or quadrupling in the screen until it was literally a billion times of like this wave of sound. Slurs, just yeah. this thing. I was like, it's that, but with the N-word. Yeah, That's yeah. what Skynet yeah. podcast the, the is going to be. thing where your hair gets blown back, but it's for like libels <laughs> or something. So, Lionel so. Shriver with an AI interface. <laughs> imagine imagine word a billion times a second. Imagine what she could write. Imagine mm. what she'd be free to do. If anything, it's curtailing her free speech that she doesn't already have one. Quite. But I love it with the racist AI writes in a Lionel Shriver book. And it's less racist than an actual Lionel Shriver book. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, that's the one job they couldn't automate away. <laughs> is as job is security Lionel, for life is Lionel Shriver desperately wanting to say the N word for some reason. So, but, but what I think what I find really interesting about this. Right, is that Musk says that AI is this big risk because it's going to turn all of humanity obsolete, right? Like Ford, the Ford Motor Company, not only will it automate every job in the plant, but it'll automate the CEO. Like all the humans will get fired oh, from no. Ford. Yeah, we'll just right? become cars, and that's how the Cars franchise started. <laughs> oh, damn. Or alternatively, tur- Turbo Teen. Um, but <laughs> thereby making trans people obsolete. <laughs> no, because <laughs> everyone has a car now. Well, I mean, you could be, you could be like a Trans Am. 
Oh, mm. <laughs> oh, or everyone is trans. Well, That's yeah, the you know other what? Option. When you get yeah. fired from the Apache helicopter factory, you too will turn around and be like, "Well, I identify as an Apache helicopter, but you won't get your job back." <laughs> it's like madly <laughs> prescient. They don't like it when they're all made to be uh, Apache maybe, attack helicopter. Maybe when Andrew Andrew Doyle is actually becomes an Apache attack helicopter, he'll finally be free. <laughs> he'll just have to get body mods to become a helicopter to mm. keep his job. So, so, but I think what's what's interesting about this to me, right, is Elon Musk sees all of this as as kind of just the the trajectory of history is that ai is going to take over for us in every respect of life and humanity is going to be destitute and it's just going to be a bunch of ais interacting with one another but ai is just a set of algorithms it only does what we tell it to do also i mean well, he actually this is this novel revelation i mean this is the plot of the matrix and is also the plot of terminator 2 judgment day if you recall ai yeah. took over skynet etc because so yeah. this, this has been around this concept of the computers getting too damn smart has been around since I was a little kid, at least. Well, the difference is, in those mm. cases, the it always the imagination is the computers get too smart, and then there's belligerence between humans and com- humans and the computers. Yeah, and I think what Elon Musk seems to be envisioning is the computers get too smart, and the humans are just made redundant. Ancient Babylonian Elon Musk just having nightmares about abacuses. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, that, but this doesn't like- this sort of imply. I mean, I guess the idea that. If the humans get made redundant by the computers, Elon Musk worried about the cunning Chinese, but <laughs> and their dervishes. Sure, unless, sure unless, unless the computer, like, the computers become so smart that they do a Skynet. How how do they stop us from just turning the computers off? Like, is it? Does he get into the detail about no, the dystopian? No, he doesn't. No, so, so, our one weakness <laughs> being turned off. <laughs> so, but that's the thing, right? He he seems to, or at least he seems to think that it will create a situation that he seems to be um, driving much of, which is going to be the make the making obsolete of like every human worker and then like capital still owns the computers he obviously doesn't use that language but that mm. seems to be the dystopia he's envisioning and his solution to it is we have to make human workers uh not the slow link in this chain anymore mm. but like i said it's the idea that we need to let a chip into our brain so we don't lose our jobs is not a problem with technology getting too good it's a problem with the idea of jobs in the labor market yeah. Wait, so this- what's the warhammer thing where they like put the space marine in the giant mech suit oh the dreadnought yeah, it's just yeah. that we have to like master the technology by living eternally. Undying. Well, thank God we thank God we put it into terms of that analogy so that everyone can understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sure just I'm relieved. I was struggling to follow before. Um, Look, yeah, we, I mean, we've it, gone it, from I don't know who Elon Musk is to assuming a deep knowledge of Warhammer. 40K. That's not that deep knowledge of Warhammer Forty K. That's a pretty entry level. Okay, maybe knowledge. this isn't a thread you don't want to pull on, Riley. Um, <laughs> well, I'm loving. This tells us more about Elon Musk than anything else, though. Because it's just Elon Musk being like, well, I assume as soon as computers get smart enough, our natural inclination will just be to replace everything with computers. I, for one, have already replaced, m- replaced my girlfriend secretly with an Android. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I know it. Well, you joke, annoyed. but she replaced her eyeballs or at least lied about it. Yeah, she either got them removed or thought or lied about it for cloud. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, she, she said she, that she had had an experimental microfilm thing that she made herself in a lab surgically implanted to replace the top layer of her eyeball to filter out blue light to make her not depressed anymore yes yeah just normal uh, so normal yeah <laughs> <laughs> look bro, look either she's an eyeball scientist and self-surgeon mm. or she's lying for clout either one that, is funny that's an extremely like uh dr mengele energy that well, it's like an auto auto mangala. I just auto mangala. I just feel like <laughs> that's, that's the, the Android version of the future AI mangala. <laughs> Grimes is like 
is the the unpleasant answer to a question that you thought was a lot more novel like the beginning of the decade you're like what if somebody made anime real and then at the end of the decade it's like oh we did look what fucking happened yeah it's AI like, Nazis, but i hate anime. ai nazis so secondly though um think of this brain computer interface i think of it like the iphone right the iPhone mm. created the opportunity for our every social interaction to be commodified, surveilled, and sold on, and so on. It is now very, very difficult to exist in the world without one, so we just put up with the privacy invasion. And Elon Musk mm. seems to be proposing that we just accept that it will be impossible to live without a brain won't computer. Happen when we have a brain computer. Yeah, exactly. So, so humanity faces an existential threat not from algorithms but what the algorithms will be programmed to do and who will get to program them and it seems like it seems to me elon like what you have done is you've created an opportunity for actually um, in averting this dystopia that you invented because you watched terminator you have actually created a much more real dystopia where like i don't know hallmark or tesco's is going to have access to my literal dreams I mean, this is, this is sort of the plot <laughs> yeah. of the of the Keanu Reeves film Johnny Mnemonic, but it's just for one, Ice T is not a warlord in this future that commands an army of people living in a weird city well, post-apocalyptic wasteland. Mm. I mean, on Twitter, he is quite quite prominent, yeah. but but it's one of those things where the idea that's more or less the same posting warlord. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. All you have to do is imagine yourself arm get armed to the teeth instead of with owns, but with actual guns. But the, but the point here is that. Those films always envisioned like this being pretty commonplace, but like we haven't gotten to that point yet because it's mm. completely unnecessary. There's not that you. I don't. I don't see a a situation in which people be having being physically modified to better integrate with computers is solving any problem that we actually have in real life. Well, no, it's not. Yeah. It's solving a problem that Elon Musk thinks we have because he watched the movies. But maybe realistically, what he seems to be doing is he seem is he's doing this like this is that's why it's so thinking too. Instead of like, you know, shortening the work week, moving beyond jobs, this, that, and the other thing, the usual shit we talk about when James Medway's on or whatever, mm -hmm. he's thinking, no, no, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to invent a little chip so that humans will be able to re be really, really good at continuing to make whatever the 2025 version of spreadsheets uh, is going to be. What if your mom was an Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> so basically, he's like... What if your brain was the cops? Wow. The only way Whoa, we can defeat damn. computers sure is idea. 1984. The only way we can stop Terminator from being real is if you make yourself into a computer, as yes. opposed to what if we worked well, less. No, that's the one thing Where to remember. Elon Musk accidentally invents the Thor police. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing to remember, right? Is like, Elon, like for for billionaires, this is going to be entirely optional. But for people who have to continue to work for a living in this scenario, he imagines. This is not going to be optional. It's yeah, going to be just something be you have to do. You're going to be doing Uber Eats on like a weird scooter, but you have to interact with everything with a minority report thing. We have to swing your arms around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know where you know where you don't have to have your brain linked to a computer. International waters, baby. <laughs> I'm yes, just, I'm just imagining this. Like it's obviously going to have you know have to take take temperatures and fucking indicators of all of your brain activity and i can only imagine riley if you got this thing implanted you're out doing your horrible deliveroo driver job but like with like your uh, you know pop-up dashboard inside your brain displaying all of your levels and it's just dangerously horny off the charts just like flashing red everywhere and it's like mm. at some point they're gonna have to either make the decision do we want a sex robot or do we want to just stop implanting people? Because um, ultimately, just, just iterate on the Chinese dick sucking machine. Like it's already that 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 is a thing with the technology. You know, is already I there. I have de I have def I have defeated the horniness.
Yeah. Now I'm merely placid. I'm I'm a zen. I'm like a zen cone he, he in put human horniness form. to the katana. And now, <laughs> every, he, I mean, once he has the brain computer, he can just control alt delete every time his dick gets hard, and it's yeah, all right. Absolutely. Right? Like, absolutely. Down. I like to imagine that the Chinese dick sucking machine is only capable of sucking Chinese dicks. That is why it's so just named. a racist Chinese dick sucking <laughs> machine. Yeah, it's got it's it's got a dick it's got a dick sucker down below and calipers up top. But mm. speaking of. I would like to that move on good from, from Mr. Musk. Calipers to, in front, party in the back. Uh, pinker two, two pinker, two pinker. Oh, pinker two, to pinker. Two pinker, two stinker. <laughs> just two sitting, pinker. Just Christ. sitting here with my libel law textbook in one hand and the microphone in the other. <laughs> so basically we're talking about Stephen Pinker being implicated in the whole Jeffrey Epstein L- Like the justice statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I've just, I, I, Nate says that Stephen Pinker was implicated in the Jeffrey Epstein thing and I just I take a sip of tea and just spit it across the room. Like, what? I just read his new, bo- his new blog post. <laughs> but his book is yeah. the best thing I've ever read. No, my no. name is Bill Gates but, and but I have Stephen, bangs even though I'm 50. Stephen Pinker is Bill the... Bill Gates is as in, <laughs> turf Bill Gates. As in, hi, Clippy's like, hi, it looks like you're trying to change your gender. Don't Bill, you know that that's part of the patriarchy? Bill, mm. I can only imagine Bill Gates leaves 99% of his future to, you know, to charitable research only to define there's two genders. Yeah, he leaves it's it like, all to a yeah. women's place. Turn the entire world into a woman's place. I've got 99 genders, but a bitch ain't one. Um, um, so uh, I, got, I, got, I got facts about Pinker. Uh, what I was going to say about Stephen Pinker is, as we've established before on the podcast, Stephen Pinker is the only person dumb enough to just benignly accept a lift on Jeffrey Epstein's plane and then people are just yeah, like, like the Mr. fucking Magoo children thing. all around him and he's like, what interesting performance art. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in 2007, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, from when his first, his first child prostitution charge, remember that one in 2007? Um, oh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein's attorneys, including uh, Alan Dershowitz, who got a massage from an ugly man and kept all his clothes on. Ugly woman. Famously, like ugly Olga. woman. Ugly yeah. woman named Olga. I love, I fucking I love Dirt. He is such a big brain. Yeah. Submitted a letter to federal prosecutors arguing that their client hadn't violated a law. But this is from a this is from a BuzzFeed article on this. So the, it's not making fun of the article. It's just an informative article. Had not violated and a law against them, using not us. <laughs> using the internet to lure minors across state lines for sexual abuse. Um, and God, if the, as if the minors hadn't <laughs> suffered enough. So, uh, what Jeffrey happened? Epstein, their, their communities Epstein, had been decimated. So, I love <laughs> the idea of Jeffrey Epstein buying tickets to the north of England, like Durham Miners Gala. Just there in a in a t- in a teal. They told tux. us we was gonna get a free holiday, like, but then they're just letting this Randy blow. <laughs> Well, uh, I told it to fuck right off. <laughs> so basically, um, he wouldn't go. Away. Alan Dershowitz asked, left at- into Scottish and then back down to Durham. <laughs> so <laughs> the general, sorry, I pull on my mining dungarees as I get on the plane. <laughs> so, so what happened is that um, Epstein, uh, Epstein's lawyer Dershowitz, uh, asked uh, Pinker to give an opinion on the linguistic interpretation of a certain law. Um, That's. Mm. He's a scientist. Well, a science, a pop science writer, right? Yeah, and he's he not also, a lawyer. If, if you've been in the New York Times enough, then you can talk about ordinary language, uh, ordinary language theory, or whatever. Wait, 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 wait. Just uh, okay. Uh, admitting that my my browsing of the notes was cursory. Alan Dershowitz asked Steven Pinker yes. to yes. interpret the grammar and linguistics of a law pertaining yes. to Jeffrey Epstein's Which, activities. Yes. yes. That's correct. Now, all of what you've said is correct. That's so well, normal. The word that's kid not, is that's ambiguous. Like that's, that's a lawyer's actual job or anything. So, yeah. bringing in some fucking Malcolm Gladwell-ass expert witness on what the means. 
<laughs> so the law basically says that anyone using the mail or any facility or means of interstate or foreign commerce to entice a minor into prostitution is subject to a fine and at least 10 years in prison. I don't know why they have the fine in there. And so Epstein said, so um, Pinker said, no, this law doesn't apply to Epstein because you, the prosecutors had not specifically shown that Epstein uh, had used online communication specifically to entice unidentified uh, victims across state lines for his alleged crimes. Um, I, I, don't worry, it doesn't make sense to me either. I'm just, I never wanted to like, you know, cast dispersions, but I always wondered about Steven Pinker's haircut. And now I know it is in <laughs> fact the great British nonsense haircut. It's a yeah. transatlantic nonsense haircut. <laughs> I mean, well, we can't say if he did any nonsense, but we can say no. it's the haircut. How, all yes, we can no, say we can't say but it's like wow I, when i when i want to consult my nonsense scribe as to whether or not this law applies <laughs> like who do i put in my plane and fly the international waters steven pinker the smart man who invents cloud ships like yeah, it's, it's weird that steven pinker regardless of like what relationship he may or may not have with jeffrey epstein has decided to come out to bat for him on this occasion yeah. he's really not Just read really which direction the wind is blowing it's in got it's very much a hurricane force direction. Dershowitz, being a fuckwit notwithstanding, like is still a lawyer who's experienced in the law. He teaches at Harvard Law School. So the idea, it's like, hmm, who do I need to consult on this? The guy who writes Final Fantasy fanfic for airport books. <laughs> Take him into international <laughs> waters and ask him whether or not this law, like this word applies. Like, Dersh is actually a cares? terrible lawyer, though, by the way. That yeah. is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably why he did it. Absolutely dog shit of a lawyer, but. So, <laughs> uh, so Pinker, ba Baker now has been catching some flack about this, uh, responded to this week to criticism for being photographed with Epstein during lunch at a meeting with Arizona State University in Everybody Let's Guess the Year. That was 2007. Pinker claims he doesn't like the guy very much and tries to avoid him. When was the ASU photo taken? I'm going to guess 2012. Alice, what was your guess? 2009, maybe? Milo? 2015. 2014, unfortunately. Closest though going oh, over, Nate. Pessimism win wins again. You win the washer-dryer set. Yes! <laughs> um, and the prize is a speedboat! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> to take you out to international waters. Uh, so, basically, yeah, 2014. I prepared for the Savile. That just hit me like a truck. No, 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 that's, that's actually Jim Bowen. Um, I should clarify. Okay. It's from Bullseye, where the prize was always a speedboat for some reason. There were all these people who lived in like a council Look, flat. Every being like, British light entertainment guy sounds the same, and it's basically identical mm. to Savile's voice anyway. Okay, exactly. so uh, Pinker said, I could never stand that guy and always tried to keep my distance. Um, which is interesting because they seem to hang out, would get we, the picture taken. I keep my distance that from that him. Is what we might call when he was lie? sitting in the other aisle of the private plane that we were flying on <laughs> yeah. to parts unknown wait that was jeffrey epstein why that man that man that <laughs> man could tell me his name blindness. was jeffroy Applestone. guy incognito <laughs> Jeff yeah. jeffrey epstein yeah interesting an interesting <laughs> name <laughs> monsieur jeffroy the apple apple stone so, um basically uh pinker says mm. that no he shouldn't be tarred with the same brush as jeffrey epstein for a number of reasons uh, Epstein has insinuated himself with so many people I've intersected with. Alan Dershowitz, Martin Nowak, <laughs> John Brodman, Steve yeah. Coslin, Lawrence Krauss, and so many institutions. Krauss. And so many okay, institutions. And so many institutions he helped fund, such as Harvard's program in evolutionary dynamics, ASU's Origins Project, and Harvard Hillel, that I often ended up at the same places with him. This was before all the sex crimes. <laughs> what a normal sentence. The pre-sex crime era. Wait, hang yeah. on. I can't remember if it's I wrote like that. It's like BC to and AD. I can't remember if I wrote that to myself as a note 
Um, but yes, this was. Well, none of us read the notes anyway, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But like, do you do you think this speaks to maybe something about those institutions that Jeffrey Epstein was able to be funding all of these things and meeting all of these people after the sex crime thing? Um, mm. No, no, no. It's um, it's that what they're all about is all of these institutions actually have learned from Joel Osteen that. The important thing to do is to forgive, but remember to give. <laughs> uh, no, it's yeah. it's it's the Trump thing. Uh, it's keeping mm. your friends close and your enemies closer. Oh yeah, the white, taking the donations. Donald yeah. Trump, white hat pedophile. <laughs> to be fair, now, th this might white be helmet pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> no, Oz, no, Oz. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump is too dumb to be a pedophile. Like honestly, like like he'd be like you know a child would say something mean about one of his golf courses and he'd be like you know what no sex for you okay I'm taking these Big Macs away I'm taking. <laughs> away the actor I played to play Grimace to get you in here and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna play with some people who respect business okay it's very sad you're gonna grow up to, to achieve nothing okay very just, sad just look at you just can't look at your suit just, it's worth less than four hundred dollars you're trying to be like wearing dungarees like no that suit terrible don't make me pictures Donald Trump as an uwu guy <laughs> I wouldn't uh. allow you in my boardroom in that suit <laughs> Honestly, you're a you disgrace. You can't even play golf. You can't even hold the club. It's ridiculous, folks. Like, He's not even had sex with Pamela Anderson. Just, just tries to like impress, <laughs> tries to impress some kid by taking him to an exclusive mm. club in Manhattan in the early '90s, <laughs> and it's like, ugh, this kid you can't even get in at the Cirque. Disgraceful. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be fair, that does he seem spat like out the champagne. That, that does seem like an alternate script version of of what is it, Home Alone Two? People have told us to stop with all of the nonsense jokes. We'll but stop when no, they stop but, doing the nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> when the world stops, when, it, I mean, when the world jumps off the tracks of the nonce timeline, where clearly ten years on. ago, ten years ago, if you had told me that there was this much conclusive evidence that basically everyone with a net worth above twenty million dollars was friends with like a pedophile who had a huge Rolodex of every name of every person he'd ever taken on a nonsense trip, I'd be like, no, that's insane. This conspiracy theory. And then they got published. Like every every shitty yeah. right wing call is real Britain, now. Every Tony conspiracy Blair, is real. Everybody you can mm. think of in this fucking country who has of any means or political import, yeah. like they all know him for some reason it's like so what the fuck are you doing like, no, it's not really that like, interesting we're, we're in this weird thing where we can't say conclusively that any of them except epstein are actually pedophiles but now we're also in a situation where we can't be confident that they aren't but it's also it's yeah. like no. since 2007 you've known he's sex crimes man yeah. what else does he do that's uh, so important I'm, I'm confident that tony blair isn't a nonce purely on the basis that tony blair is like not human enough to enjoy any pleasures of the flesh like tony tony blair would have gone there to like drink their blood or something but not not for any no, actual. It's like, no, we'll he's come, definitely we'll doing it to this bit. Yeah, yeah, doing his part in of a like few a, months. Oh, also, wait, I had an unpopular opinion to voice about mm. the about the donations to Harvard and stuff, which is like, you know what? I mean, the guy's a huge nonce. Put him in jail, whatever. But like, why why shouldn't Harvard take his money? That's less money that he has to do noncing. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Fair. Like, it's yeah. better that they have it than he has. The problem it. with Harvard specifically having it is that Harvard then uses the noncing research institute. <laughs> I mean, kind it's of. just like the Coke Industries think tanks for like libertarianism, but it's just for nonsense. Yeah, Harvard. Well, that's what they mean by evolutionary dynamics. They want to evolve kids who are smart enough to consent. I mean, that's just the way that it works. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, God. So, the other Young thing of is... Body, but Riley, so did you miss of mine. <laughs> Not at all. But, fun so, but the other thing is funding Harvard. Like, you're, all Children you're doing is you're... smart enough to get into the kind of clubs that, you know, smart people frequent like me. Like, uh, like Ronald McDonald House. Okay? I went around there. His house, very sad. Very sad house. Full of children. They're all sick. Folks. Ronald McDonald. 
great bad house. Doesn't even have a pool. Oh, that's what my what kind of house is this? <laughs> Next door to a hospital. What kind of person? There's no golf course. What kind of what kind of wealthy clown would live in a house this bad? Terrible Christmas party. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. sighs> fucking okay. hell. I need to collect myself. <laughs> Donald Trump thinks Ronald McDonald is a real person. Donald Trump being disappointed with Ronald McDonald's house party because there are too many sick children. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Professional club I've been to in years. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh. Professional yeah. podcasters. In right, through the right, nose, back, 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 out back. through the mouth. Yeah. Game face. Okay. So I'll fit the last the thing I was going to say about Harvard before the the thing that just happened happened <laughs> was that you shouldn't fund that either because it just tra- trains the next generation of like CIA black site operators or Dershowitz or Steven Pinker or Dershowitz or like it gives someone like Malcolm Gladwell an endowment like it's the world's most oh, useless oh, institution also, also, yeah. and, like, and fund Arizona State Epstein. University because it generates lots of like. Like Playboy spreads. Well, Remember those? I'll, I'll say oh, two yeah. things about Harvard. Number one is obviously they have like such an enormous endowment that it's it, it's beyond absurd. I mean, it's something along the lines of like twenty four yeah, billion better dollars. Better than the girls at ASU. Oh, like not as a rule, but like there are numerous instances of Hillel. Uh, centers and universities basically being weaponized against campus BDS. So mm. the idea that Dershowitz, who basically tries to get you sent to jail if you support BDS, gives money or is involved with Harvard Hillel and Jeffrey yeah, Epstein. He really hates Korean like, boy bands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he would be against BDS when it would create more international waters. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but so what? What Pinker? Pinker? What Pinker says next in trying to deflect from? Any kind of association he has from uh, defending and then clearly being at least socially associated with a known pedophile for quite a long time is this. Uh, don't You shouldn't be mad at me because as far as I know, I'm the only writer who has actually documented and celebrated actual progress in reducing viol- violence against women and argued that this process shows that the effort is not futile and should embolden us to press for greater reduction still. <laughs> Wait. That's just so he's saying going back to his type five about how everything is getting better. Yes, correct. I've written about I had a Jeffrey progress type five joke in the fight against not. violence you, against Alice. women. And as a result, that makes it cool for me to also be friends with man who has a plane. Like Yes, correct. Yeah, that's yeah, that's who exact, has the that, all black Gulf Stream. I was going to say, yeah. that is that is more or less Pimping. a summary of uh, Pinker's argument as to why you shouldn't be mad at him. Oh, yeah. And he's why he remains my favorite public intellectual. The only because- man who will definitely not be on this <laughs> list is Mr. T, because famously, he ain't getting on no plane. <laughs> so, but that's, that's why Pinker is my favorite public intellectual, because he has the energy, uh, he has the American come at me energy. Of just like, yeah, well, you're calling me a pedophile. Well, actually, our, our pedophile associate, I'll have you know, I wrote a best seller. <laughs> 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 I couldn't get made because I'm only half a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, you, you, you're saying that I suck for being a pedophile associate, but where's your book that you wrote about how violence against women is actually not as bad as you think it is? Well, yeah, you know what? I raised my kids. Pedophile mafia <laughs> is such a powerful energy. Uh, he's People, a friend of ours. So, but here's the last thing about this that I really want to enjoy. Um, I, I do enjoy. I want you to all hear it so you can enjoy it too. 
Dershowitz said of Steven Pinker's um, contribution, he said, it was just one among many arguments as to why the statutes were not applicable in that case. And in the end, it was one of the main reasons we got the deal we did because we had so many persuasive arguments. So I now present to you a conclusion from all of, all of these facts. Either Dershowitz's statement is true and, and Steven Pinker wants us to, quote, not tar him by association with Epstein, a monster he helped defend and free to offend again, or this statement is false and Epstein was given a plea deal because of the deeply corrupt nature of the American judiciary and Steven Pinker is an irrelevant moron. Which one is it? Well, I, I think we should believe Dershowitz when he says that he's just an amazing lawyer. <laughs> that's my new, that's my mm. new feminist uh, campaign. Believe Dershowitz. <laughs> yeah. Always believe Dershowitz. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a real it's a real doozy of a situation, isn't it? I also mm. love that even Dershowitz himself is being like, "Look, clearly my client is a massive pedo, but due to the incredibly clever things that we said, <laughs> we have managed I mean, to find enough loopholes in in the pedo laws, which are mainly designed to deal with non-billionaire pedos, <laughs> <laughs> who are much I'm, worse at being pedos than my client, who is an excellent pedo." And so, on that basis, you really don't have a leg to stand on. I was genuinely saying, like, baffled how it got this far, though. Like, how is he even arrested, and how is he not like turning up dead in jail? You mean um, Pinker, Pinker, or Epstein? Pinker? Well, Pinker or Epstein? I mean, I wouldn't object, but that, uh, Epstein <laughs> parody, parody. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Epstein. Parody, we would object very quietly. I think once you you apply scrutiny to the deal that Alex Acosta provided to Jeffrey Epstein, his plea deal, it was like very obviously incredibly favorable and generous in a way that like he probably wouldn't have gotten if he wasn't not only incredibly wealthy but also connected so deeply with basically the entirety of the establishment both in the US and basically yeah, western no, europe i, I mean I, I, yeah. I get that the first time but then this new sort of this new arrest and this new prosecution i don't understand how yeah. that yeah, happens that's true. Well, we know that, he's like, so if you, connected if you think about this as well like all of the it's like if you have evidence that that the that the powerful institutions with monopolies on the use of force in your area um, are local local institutions yeah. in your area. Thank you. I was hope I was waiting for you to do that. <laughs> I paused so you could do it. Yeah, um, horny. Yes, exactly. I just it's, like find it funny. There's an entire American TV show about you know luring pedophiles to the, your kitchen and oh, to, to, to catch the house a predator, and, yeah. and, and basically yeah. sit them down and be like, let, let let's have a conversation. And it's like when there was a really famous guy who was running flights called the Lolita Express with Bill Clinton on them. It's like well, you'd think that there surprising. would be some scrutiny well, applied. What I was saying, what I what I was saying is that like look. If you're, even well, if you're, sure if you're this standing, plane doesn't have a kitchen on if it. If you're standing up to the, your Bill Clinton is basically Michael Jackson. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, let me get through this I one. mean, if there's anything we've learned from the Jesus flight logs, <laughs> I'm never, I'm never going away again. You guys no. have gotten too bold. We've gotten too powerful. <laughs> so, but like, if you think of, about this, right? Like, of everyone in Ferguson who has all of the evidence that the police department has like been systematically committing crimes keeps turning up having shot themselves twice in the head in the trunk of their own car, right? Yeah, like, which then gets set on fire. Like, yeah, of course, which they did themselves. It's obviously. a very dramatic like Viking suicide, which I approve of. So, mm. um, what it it in what it seems to me that happens is if you are poor and can't actually hurt these people except for with that one thing you know you have it like set up kind of some kind of like dead man switch to release all the but pedophile like the, the, information the guy who filmed uh, the Ram cops Ram murdering Ramsey Orda. yeah Ramsey Orda who, who yeah. basically gets got 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 banged up for like heroin charges and has been in prison basically because the NYPD is mad at him for filming yeah, and, and they tried Eric to Garner poison death. his food yeah. in Rikers right yeah. so th so that that is who gets gets killed if you're these and i think part of it is just this guy's their friend 
Mm-hmm. It, he's their friend, so they're, they're good friends doing favors for friends. They're not disposable like all these other people who are trying to you know, make life even minimally a, tolerable a, a, for a everyone worryingly else. Amount, a worrying amount of sense, but like, what about all of this speculation that he was blackmailing people, though? You, you yeah. think you take the opportunity to, like... You know. I think. I mean. I. I think he. Prob- I, realistically, look. I, I. I hate to echo. Echo what is said on on other shows, but I think in this case, Chapo got it right. He's going to get put in prison for a short amount of time. Um. He's. No one else is going to go down for this. No information is going to get released. He's going to be in like a Dinesh D'Souza style white collar jail. And that's all that's going to happen. Someone wants to scrap it as golf prison. Yeah, he's going like, yeah, to go, go, go to golf jail for a short period of time. Folks, very good prison. It has a golf course. You know, Look, if, I went to Ronald McDonald's house. He didn't have a golf course. Not all again. I'm saying is Jeff no, Epstein's prison. Not this prison. again. Not this again. Better. <laughs> not this again. Um, Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Um, right, but so it's so he he's he has enough power and influence that he's not going to get killed like you know. Like the like the the person who reported Eric Garner or all the Ferguson murders, because ultimately the people he's blackmailing are also his friends, and all of these people are too dumb to turn on their own friends. Also, second, I, yeah. I feel like as a billionaire pedophile, engaging in any kind of blackmail is an extremely bold move. Like, yeah, that's but like, it, um, clearly it's paid off for him, though. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, you know the theory. Black- what of the what of the people he is blackmailing done? Because like the kind of shit they must have on him. Man, what did Saddam Hussein have on Tony Blair? And Bill Clinton. <laughs> I mean, I think about it. Like there was, there was the story from the when when he was recently arrested about all of the things they found in his safe that were like that was redacted. Yeah, that he had but just it seemed, labeled. With but it like seemed as though they were like basically, evidence. yeah, yeah, like 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 video footage of X with X, like. So we must have gotten too close to the truth in that um, uh, the truth about Pinker, the truth about Epstein, the truth about cloud ships, the truth about clout. Who knows? Yeah, the deep because, state. Yeah, exactly. Because the deep state came in and turned off our power uh, while we were in the middle of that se- of that segment previously, and they have extraordinarily rendered Milo to a comedy show that he's doing. <laughs> Just literally <laughs> dropped out mid sentence. I thought Leon Black's private death squad had got you. Uh, terrifying. Yeah. yeah, well, Milo's doing great. He's performing a headline show in a very in dark space position. Yeah, in a stress position in, well in Morocco right now. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's been extraordinarily renditioned. Um, but uh, we uh, we we three remain to do the final the final segment. We're just going to cut out again. There's going to be one <laughs> fewer of us. <laughs> I have here. Uh, I think I think we basically bottomed out the um, don't do it. Don't say it. I think we have basically talked about everything there is to talk about <laughs> no, in I'm, terms... I mean, me too. I often find that I've bottomed out on Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Mm. I, find, I think we've, I think we've, we've basically... We've bottomed nope. out on Jeffrey Epstein's plane and... <laughs> I don't think we've bottomed out on the Joel Jeffrey Epstein topic, but I think the whole Steven Pinker thing... Uh, I think we've basically covered what there is to cover there. He's still a dumbass. He still believes that his, like, dumb Panglossian pions to power are... um somehow going to like make people like him yeah and, and it's, it's not a- even libel because none of us really think that he's a pedophile we just no. think that he he has face blindness or he has the, like a weird mr magoo confluence of circumstances where he yeah. just misses all of the pedophilia yeah he's um he's he's either sort of a 
scurrilous weasel or he's an idiot or he's both i mean i hate it when i'm just a, you know a wordsmith who's hard at work trying to make people understand the world and the nonsense express shows up and asks me to interpret words for certain laws regarded to child sex trafficking <laughs> across state lines a normal yeah. thing that happens to the best of us Look, he's do just you a- know how hard it is to get a flight to arizona like they, <laughs> don't, they basically don't make planes that go there and and furthermore like look this is just Steven Pinker being a worker. Are you anti-worker, Nate? I am. He's I, just trying to make ends meet. He just wanted to get free airfare to that academic conference about cloud ships. Exactly. And so, you know, like, they it's, gave it. They gave him free airfare. They're like, hey, you, you just If gotta- you think he didn't do any pedophilia, that's actually ace-phobia. So, you know, <laughs> rethink this. Oh, man. I hate canceling myself. All right. Uh, so, we're all going to cancel ourselves. And mea we're canceled. Culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, um, before we, we finish out here, I'd like to do a short reading from a certain Mr. Alistair Campbell. Yes. Um, <laughs> for our American audiences, we just should understand Alistair Campbell basically was like a sort of David Frum-like figure in Tony Blair's cabinet in, during his administration when they got into the Iraq yeah, War. But somehow considerably sleazier personally. Um, and also, don't forget, uh, his daughter uh, has done stand-up comedy with Milo before. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what and is it Alistair- about improv groups and stand-up that just attracts the children of incredibly well, powerful people? Well, look, just like with just like with the fake dossier that led to Iraq war, it's everything is made up, and the elaborate string of pearls configuration on the chemical weapons doesn't matter. Yeah, you just I mean, yes and your way into yeah. invading Iraq. <laughs> As Uday Hussein famously said, why are there so many genders? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uday Hussein for the spectator. He should have uh, identified as an attack helicopter. Maybe it would have been harder to kill him. See, so, if he had just called it, said that he was in a safe space, Iraq wouldn't, you know, they, the US wouldn't have been able to shoot rockets at his yeah, house. Yeah, because of the SJW military that's been cucked. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> Except, of course, for the parts of the military that I worship and have and have my bumper stickers themed after, yeah, which it's, makes it's, me it's a veteran. Navy, Navy SEALs are alpha and then everybody else is cucked. The most Navy SEAL, the most alpha thing a Navy SEAL can do is start up a, a car dealership. Imagine yeah, if a Navy like a SEAL company. came home and found out his wife was fucking somebody else. And he's like, this isn't supposed to happen, right? <laughs> I do the cucking, not the other way around. Damn, we hate to see it. But okay, so <laughs> here's the title Navy of the article. SEAL voice, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there isn't the, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's the, t- <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, guys. Stop doing SEAL face. <laughs> um, so, from Trump to Boris Johnson goes the headline, we're moving from post-truth to post-shame by Alistair Campbell. Huh, we're going the, from post-truth the, to post-shame, yeah. a condition I would be very happy to see widely adopted. <laughs> it, it's literally the, um, the, the problems are very bad, but their causes are very good. Yeah. And also, it's like, no... I made an innocent mistake. Everyone else is doing evil shit. Mm. Because, yeah, number one, Alistair Campbell, you are in a very direct way responsible for the war that destabilized the Middle East, which is probably the event that has caused the single most misery in recent human memory. But no, the most important thing is that we make sure that your, like, do-nothing job for the Guardian, that you you basically sit around like fucking Furio on The Sopranos eating a sandwich, that you just get paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a year I mean, to just th- th- this is an improvement, to, because at least just, he's making me want to kill myself instead of David Kelly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um so uh yeah, so this is the Alistair Campbell. He just wants to keep his job. But there's the other great thing. The content of this article really gives us a window into the way he thinks because it's just him complaining to the mods. <laughs> it's 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 him talking about the posts he likes. Can I can I 
and the pussy doesn't there's like. There's been a lot of mods, mods going around like everywhere. Like they just uh-huh. the the way that the Democrats are reacting to tr- Trump being a racist shithead. The way that the U.S. Congress is basically like, well, we can't call the president racist because it's in the rules that says you can't. Like a lot of stuff about Boris Johnson and the way that like the, the conservative party leadership contest or Brexit, et cetera, appealing to the mods seems to be like a universal transatlantic phenomenon yeah. these days. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow the mods haven't been ha- ban hammering anybody. Like well, they just won't do so it. This is different. This mods is mods are asleep. Post rare Riley photos. <laughs> <laughs> do not post me. Um, so, um, this is basically Alistair Campbell reviewing a comment section and then m- bemoaning the death of mods. I hate that's, it when the mods don't job. delete. <laughs> I'll be just laughing because Alistair Campbell probably wants the mods to delete anybody who adds him on Twitter and says Iraq war. Ex- yeah, except for the following. So here, here begins the article. I tend not to read the online comments about anything I write for The Guardian. I wonder why. <laughs> probably because they remind me of the genocide I helped, well, is, it, I helped commit. Is the implication that he reads the, co- the comments on stuff he writes for anyone else? Because if so, I need to re-vector my cyberbullying. <laughs> I made an exception, however, for the comment section beneath an interview I did for The Guardian Australia. Oh, they and should gl- be more racist. So, <laughs> and, I, and I'm glad I did, because there were two comments so good, they left me wishing I had written them myself, and I shall be certainly using them again in future. Just, oh, no. <laughs> I love this. This is, she's the oldest person on the internet. <laughs> I love to bring uh, printouts of Guardian comments under my thing and just read them. To I, I, it's, it's, you, I can only imagine him reading these comments, having printed them out and balancing some reading glasses on the tip of his nose. Just like, <laughs> yes, let's see. So he continues. I have no idea who this, quote, sleuth for truth, all one word. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. I have no idea who, all one word, sleuth for truth is, but someone should find them and hire them as a speechwriter, as they wrote. Voting for a populist party is like diving headfirst into an empty swimming pool because you're angry there's no water in it, unquote. Damn. Got him. Brilliant. Trump and Brexit to a T. Does that, I mean, this- Finally, some online commenter called Sleuth for Truth figured it all out, <laughs> and Alistair Campbell is here to sell it to the masses. You know, it's weird because, uh, can you imagine if someone writes a, a similarly like salient and observant comment on one of his pieces for the Guardian, Guardian Australia that's like, you know- in the grand scheme of things, the populists are willing to take advantage of our post-truth society and, and manipulate it. And something along those lines that he yeah. finds really insightful. And he's like, but it's written by someone named Hot and Horny for 2069. <laughs> like, and he's like, well, I have to write. Clearly, I have to name them. And this is, is the, the concept behind sucked, getting your dick sucked. Yes. Com. Yeah. So thank you, Alistair Campbell, for proving us right, mm. sort of, in this theory, theoretical world. I, I like um, that in this analogy, he drained the fucking swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i hate it when alistair the, the commenter named alistair campbell's pool boy just starts owning you relentlessly <laughs> just i i remember back in the days of new labor when uh conservatives thought that this guy was the prince of darkness and he was so smart and he was just gonna do like nefarious machinations it turns out he's just fucking stupid it Mr. Turns- Seamus Milne. Well, look, he's basically that. Like, but- he was that figure Milne. to them, and now he's... Remember, like, the question is... For me, the question with people like Alistair Campbell is... I, it always goes back for me to the Adam Curtis thing with hypernormalization and how the scenes from the movie The Rock were used to inform the dossier that led to the Iraq War. But then right? a strange thing happened. There was More no or water less, right? in the swimming pool. <laughs> but And so I always sort of go back and forth on, is Alistair Campbell 
know that he's lying and is evil or is he so dangerously incompetent that it would be malpractice to like let him out of a very soft padded room well i think it's both because he talks about mental health a lot and like mental health issues and charities and stuff because he gets depression i feel like when he gets depression those are the moments of latency when you get some kind of self-knowledge everything else is just like this yeah, every, everything else is just him looking at comment sections and be like, hmm, Sleuth for Truth has a point. Mm. <laughs> this is where we find out that actually this is just a very tightly established partnership between him and Brett Stevens to write <laughs> marginally favorable comments. Yeah, he writes all of the letters to Rod Dreyer, too. <laughs> um, when a few populists piled in on Sleuth for Truth, this commenter held, held their ground and added, populism is the art of agitating disaffectors to vote against their best interests by amplifying problems and not really offering anything in return. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that, Alistair Campbell. Yeah, we, he certainly didn't amplify any problems. <laughs> In fact, he didn't amplify any problems, say, at home or abroad. No, you know, New Labour didn't exacerbate any underlying social tensions I or international to have tensions. Ten years of rhetoric about reasonable concerns about immigration. That's yeah, fantastic. absolutely. I mean, as we all know, everybody in Britain's a lot more reasonable about immigration now because we've yeah. addressed those concerns. Exactly. Just New Labour spreading just... jam on the floor of my kitchen and then wondering why I have ants. <laughs> Um, yeah, new, so for, for those of Americans listening, New Labor, like, really ramped up the whole clampdown on immigration stuff. Like, because they couldn't give anyone anything um, through the state, a lot of what they had to do was just say that immigration was too high, reduce immigration, blah, blah, blah. So if you want to know where, like, where they all got these ideas... It's him. And also something I point out, too, is that in the aftermath of uh, Brexit and such, now this, the idiotic sort of British right-wing media, sort of default media examination of new labor, even though they did all the dumb racist kowtowing and trying to like triangulate to get the racist vote, they're still like, well, labor brought us into the fucking EU, or whatever the EU treaty was at the time. Like, they let the floodgates open. It's labor's fault. Like, the the right the, the right wing people not, not, the point being that if you try to triangulate with racists they're still going to turn around and be like yeah. you did all these bad things and we need to be more racist there's zero way to accommodate them it's all, any it's, way it's almost like their goal is domination itself not a certain level of migrants in the country oh, exactly uh, about new labor I saw a Daily Mail comment back in the day that was the densest example of. You know how boomers will like come up with neologisms that make them happy. I love that. Like, That's my favorite. Like, That's my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah like barf sacco crumbo and exactly. stuff. Exactly. But I yeah, saw yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one of those that they're did doing that them for AOC now with New Labour, but it tried to do too many of them at once. It was too <gasps> dense. And oh, I love it. It was. It's my favorite thing. It was Zanu PF Libor. So like, oh, it's, like it's, PF. yeah. So like Zanu PF, the the Zimbabwean uh, autocratic political party. But also it lies, and also it's boring. Well, that's like when I, I love when um, American like MAGA boomers can't do the same thing with the Democrat with the Democratic Party, but they change it. They like, do the same thing. They change it beyond recognition. Yeah, um, like the Dumbo craps or whatever. No, no, no like the d demon scrapes. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! And I'm like, what? At one point, there was a really insane anti-Islam political cartoonist in America who kept calling them the. Vim at one point, well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> this guy, this guy was at one point more prominent than he is now. He kept calling them the the, the Dimmy Crats, like oh, the D H I, -I M M I. No, there was a Pamela Geller thing too. Oh like, shit! Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Democrats were doing like dimitude. So. So back back to back to Alistair Campbell. Back to back to the only 
true Do thing have I have record of Alistair Campbell writing. <laughs> Insightful commentary from Hot and Horny for 2069. <laughs> Trump, Salvini, Johnson, Farage, Sleuth for Truth has your number. <laughs> You've got to be fucking kidding me that like I'm this not kidding like you. The, it's what the, he wrote the, it's the, what he wrote the po faced disgraced former Blair speechwriter is like I love it when people sock puppet my fucking bad columns I love when mm. people are nice to me in the comments just okay there's writing a, a column about someone who is in the is, comments it's self care this is self care okay here's a mission for every every trash future listener out there when ever put on tweet alerts for Alistair Campbell he's at Campbell Claret and then every time he tweets um just be supportive and I'm, I'm not being ironic. Just say, hell yeah, Alistair. Good one. I mean, this reminds me of the fake Carl Diggler article. He's like, I'm tired of these trolls and now I'm going to dox them. My number one troll is Dr. Rick Ass. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> he's gotten all the names wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that it's time for us to just to just basically tell Alistair Campbell he's doing a good job mm. and that he should believe in himself and he should keep writing columns because I really like this one. It's very sort of innocently dumb. Yeah, it's kind of heartwarming. I mean, to be honest with you, when I was in high school, I used to write columns for my high school newspaper. And I remember getting on like a gaming forum and just being like blown away by some of the dumb shit and like writing a column about like people, you know, commentary on the internet by people with ridiculous usernames. But the idea of this, a, a, a former, you know, new labor heavyweight with a Guardian sinecure doing this, this is like sub late, like quitting Twitter is lazy fucking columns. But be like, I've quit Twitter and I don't read the comments, but this one comment was nice to me. And this guy is a genius. You should hire him. It's like, I just can't believe this got published. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, it's, it's just... It's, it's the Guardian. <laughs> I, and that's the most left newspaper we have in Britain. Oh, we what love the it. fuck? Yeah. No, come on. Morning Star. Morning Star. Morning Star. <laughs> yes, but I mean... Somehow the, more turfy than the Guardian. How about this? How about this? Gettingyourdicksuck.com will be a genuine... It's going to be a genuine left voice that is not going to also do what the Morning Star does, which is be turfy and defend Chris Williamson. <laughs> uh, so, here's what Campbell continues to say. If our democracy was functioning well, there would be an opposition in the wings. Well, th there is. You just don't like it. A government in waiting providing answers and the solutions, the leadership and the strength in depth that the government is failing to. But what is, that's not happening, is it? In recent polls... Labor has been closer to single figures than the kind of support needed for majority. Not Again, true. Not true. Not true and not, not meaningful either. <laughs> yeah, completely not true. Just A, that's not true, Alistair Campbell. I don't believe these polls that are constantly showing Labor ahead. I, I choose to believe they're behind somehow, in my mind, thanks to Jormy Crubbins. No, what he did is he uncocked the polls that show that Labor actually is negative 100. That mm. everyone is actually, is that all they just want someone that's going to be a nice version of the Tories. Well, you just have to correct the sample for, like, snowflakes, and once you yeah. take them out, and that's only, like, 70% of the electorate, once you take them out, then it's much more realistic. You know, what's, you know what's really fun? I've noticed that if you call John McTurn a Tory on Twitter, he'll quote tweet you and say in all capital letters, I am not a Tory. <laughs> I mean, here, I guess the thing about it is it's so weird because you don't want to apply, like, a rule, and you want to assume that people have a little more subjectivity and depth, but you really can't. Any wounded professional commentator from the New Labour era, they're... MO can be summarized in two things. Make the bad man go away and I did nothing wrong. And yeah. it's like, that's literally all he's got. No, and you know who thinks like that? Kids. Like four-year-olds. <laughs> it's a four-year-old's approach to what to like general political life. It's like someone travel it's like someone just gave a four-year-old a brain computer interface and like uploaded a thesaurus into them, and this is what they would write. I mean, it's fair. Four-year-olds do talk about their imaginary friends a lot. Sometimes <laughs> they're called Sleuth for Truth, sometimes they're called Bobby, and they're a dinosaur. So 
Um, populism is not about being popular. It is the no, relegation of... Stay up all night thinking of that one. <laughs> it is the relegation of fact and reason to lies and emotion. <laughs> we love it, folks. We love it commenter. so fucking He's much. He's such a forum guy. I'm so tired. The main point I made in my interview in The Guardian Australia is that the populism of the right would not be defeated by the populism of the left. What the fuck's it going to be defeated by? Like, people shouldn't want things that they want. People should want things that I think are good. Well, by the way, my handle includes the word Claret. I'm just going to speak for all British people. Number one, Claret's good. Number two, oh, you can get... Okay, I'm going to do Riley's I'll review corner. Do some Canadian Jesus wine reviews, Christ. please. No, no. no sorry. Uh, number one, I had some fucking baller Canadian wine when I was in Canada. I had I, the 2006 I, I, Stratus Red. It's sick. We knew sick. you were going to. We knew you were um, going to. Number yes. two... Number two, you don't you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a nice claret. You can order the Berry Brothers Good Ordinary Claret or Extraordinary Claret, and I think it's like twelve quid a bottle. It's the nicest, reasonably priced red that I know. The people's flag is deepest red, but it's stained with wine. <laughs> <laughs> number number two, all right, is that is that uh, uh, Campbell says here that like populism is about amplifying problems and not offering workable solutions. But then what do you call labor's policies on nationalizing utilities and railways, extending worker ownership of companies, and otherwise materially redirecting resources? How is that not want? How is that not a solution? That's a very like material policy. It's just you say it's not a solution because it doesn't include means testing, because it's not making some kind of uncomfortable compromise that you think is hard-nosed politics. Again, because because you're an easily tricked child. He's basically doing the neoliberal version of Stefan Molyneux, thinking he's a badass by saying not an argument, but actually he's just like super divorced. Well, I'll tell you what he is, is that he is a dinner party populist who is just complaining uh, about yes. posts and retweeting someone who is nice to him and replies while offering nothing of, his, of substance in return. So what you're basically saying is Andrew Doyle caused the Iraq war. <laughs> Parody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's going to do it for us today. Mm. Um, Try not to turn up missing uh, after <laughs> this episode. As ever, uh, thank you to everyone listening, uh, and thank you all for coming on. Um, we are going to be at Birmingham Transformed, so if you want to see us there, you want to see another range of excellent guest speakers. Um, I, I think a lot. We I think a lot of them are coming. Uh, we're gonna. You know, all, all the stars, all the hits. We're going to do, be doing an episode in Birmingham with Soweto Kinch, previous guest on this show, and, um, and Alice, current person, current member yes. on this episode. <laughs> uh, no Milo, though, because he's going to be in Edinburgh. Sorry, I was trying for parallelism there. Um, so just we're going to be just doing the paradox of being in Birmingham, but not in Edinburgh, just to annoy people. Yes, absolutely. So we're doing that. <laughs> Uh, also, we're going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe on August 10th. We still have some tickets left for that. We have what if your phone, what if your phone was the cops shirts? Although I think we should make another round saying what if your brain was the cops? <laughs> uh, Just wires if, going into the police helmet. And then what if uh, what if the cops gave good brain? Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. It's called jeans. <laughs> um, and then you know we got a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. Oh yeah. Also, we're going to be at the World Transformed in. September. September, yes. And we got a Patreon you can subscribe to. Five bucks a month, second episode a week. You know what to do. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.